I think just be very true to yourself. You know, there's no problem with kind of seeing what's popular. Mm-hmm. And, but I think don't fully emulate it. You can use, borrow ideas from it to make your own because if you're just trying to emulate it, you're way too late. If it's already the popular music that's yeah. out there, it's like you're, too, you're way far behind. Way far behind. Welcome to the 20 Podcast, brought to you by BeatSource, the new digital music service for open format DJs. This podcast is a weekly discussion about new releases, DJ experiences, and everything in between. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider! That's right. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's episode five, the 20 Podcast. As we said, brought to you by BeatSource. Go check out the site if you haven't already. And uh, we are super excited to be here. The show's been going great. Thank you guys for the feedback. Thank you guys for all the comments, sending in edits. I've been getting stuff from all over the place. So please hit us up. You can send us emails. Hit me on my direct message at DJ Spider on Instagram and all that. And um, this week, I am very excited. We have an amazing guest. He is an amazing producer, DJ. He has a management company. He has a lot of things we're going to learn about tonight. Or today, whenever you're listening, I don't know what time it, it is. It feels like tonight. Outside. It feels like tonight. One of those dreary right? days. We yeah. got Vice Roy in the studio. Give it up. Vice Roy, thank you for being here. Spider, thanks for having me. Yes. Yeah. It is a pleasure. And as you said, it's a rainy day in LA. It's nice. It's a nice touch. It's though. super nice. It's, I don't even think it's going to break sixty degrees. No, so it's amazing, dude. That's as if it's negative forty-two here. I'm here for that <laughs> weather. I was in New York last week, and it was seventeen with a wind chill. Oh my god! So this is this is nice for me. Yeah, this reminds me of like home in San Francisco. So I'm ready for it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you for being here. Um, as you guys know, you're starting to get used to it. This is called the 20 Podcast, and that is because of the 20 Playlist. And the 20 Playlist, is a, it's a curated playlist of the best new releases each week on BeatSource. Each episode, we're going to dive into the list and talk about a few tracks we like. You can check out the whole list on BeatSource.com. Every week it's updated. It's stuff that's going to blow in the club that is blowing up, stuff that they think is going to blow up it's got every genre so make sure to check that today we picked about four or five tracks that we're going to go over and um, let's get right into it right here this is the 20 with dj spider presented by beat source so we're going to start with let's see division and future have a new song out okay it's called no crying let's peep this Too many chances, too many advances, too many nights out of space on other planets. Everything's outstanding, I feel everlasting. We can do anything, I just don't feel romantic. Don't you go backwards. Yeah. Don't you go backwards. Got those Drake vibes going on. Yeah, it's got some Drake vibes going on. You know, like I saw the Future documentary. I thought it was really cool to know a lot about him. But I also, when I was watching it, I was yeah. like, man, I feel like he he ha- he was like really popping a couple like years ago, and then was you know on some features here and there. Right. It was a little quiet. Obviously, it's massive still. Yeah. But then now I hear this come out. And I'm just like, wow, it's it's Future 2.0. It feels right. a little bit yes R&B vibes, kind of like a Draftage production. Uh, I was not expecting that when I clicked it to, to hear this kind of vibe that kind of 
singy R&B vibe from him. Yeah, it is interesting. And it's not just him, obviously, but it's still, it's like, this is not a a classic future, direct, future right. record. So I'm into it. Dope. And wait, what was the future documentary on? I don't know if I saw that. Uh, Apple. They did all, They just oh. really, really dope. Apple did this really dope documentary exclusive, I think, to Apple Music. Right. And um, it's just about the rise of him, everything about him, like falling yeah. around on tour. It came oh, out last wow. year. It's really good. Um, if you haven't seen it, I'd highly recommend it. You know, I'm I'm not to say I was I'm the biggest future fan, but I just right. was I'm like, well, I love when you hear these like stories like the Travis Scott documentary and stuff oh my about God. these guys are like dominating. You may not be into the music, but like how the fuck did they get to where they are? Totally. I saw the Travis Scott one and I like Travis Scott and I'm a fan, but I didn't know any of that stuff. And by the end of it, I'm like rooting for him so much more, you know, so yeah. interesting to see like the growth and just how he approaches the music and, uh, you know, it gives you a new respect for the uh, the artist. Totally. And, you know, yeah. I think it's easy to like hear a song go, oh, whatever, that's future sound, you know, but yeah. they're definitely evolving. Totally. Um, there's just, there's a lot of the same sounding kind of music in the in hip hop right now I think people yes. are even the artists are starting to find ways to try to be a little bit different and stand out so yeah. shout out to Future for that that is a baby making sensation uh, yeah and I think he's just featured I think it's a division song well, it's a division song and it's um, featuring Future yeah featuring Future um that was um and it's on OVO Drake's label that so makes sense definitely has that Drake vibe it does you know um, all right, dope. Let's move on to another one. Let's get to, let's see, a dance music track. Um, got that Brazilian vibe. So classic, that's a Sergio Mendes mm-hmm. song sample. Um, and uh, let's see what they do with it. This is Born Dirty and Diplo. It's called Samba Suho. Aw, oh, shit. Get ready. <laughs> Where isn't this guy right now? Who, Diplo? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, I know. Also, I'll tell you after we hear it for a sec. Dope. I'll fast forward a little bit in the track here. That bass is crazy. Bass is really thuddy. Feel in the club, it'd probably oh be like God. rumbling yeah, your I, I brain. Feel, I could, I could see people getting down to that for sure. Um, interesting track, as we were just saying. Diplo has been kind of everywhere these days. He's a he's a yeah. he's a cowboy. He's a <laughs> he's a, a samba bossa nova man now, you right. know. But it's no, it's yeah. cool. Like for me, uh, I like that's that's dope that he's kind of in tune with a lot of different things. For yeah, his producer. Yeah, and I, I personally listen to a lot of like seventies Brazilian jazz. Right, it's like Jao Caberto or uh, Guy Caberto. Like there's a lot of them. Yeah. You know? Uh, that that's why I listen to on a daily basis. So when I'm hearing that, I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'd, I'd like to see more dance music that's influenced by Brazilian right. culture and music. I think the Brazilian stuff's coming through in all the genres yeah. now too. Like there's this guy, I don't know if it's considered Brazilian, but um, Paul Mond, have you heard his edits? No. He like plays guitar and it sounds like he'll remix these songs 
to just sound so different, yeah. you know, and have this crazy vibe, crazy Brazilian vibe. I think he was on the last DJ City podcast, like at doing a mix. But I have so many of his edits, and uh, it's like, you know, he brings it into the open format world. That track is on higher ground too it's oh it's not on, on his it's Matt on his Decent. yeah his new like house label you know it's an underground dance music label you know it's interesting too yeah. like you know that do you hear that little like like almost sounds like a monkey sample yeah, it's like a it's like a sound yeah it's his little it's this little box that they you pull they pull out with a handle yeah and the farther you go out it makes more of that screeching sound it, it's a it's like a it's a south american instrument and right. i've heard it so many times i looked it up yeah, it's just this little box you pull on. It sounds like a little monkey sample. But I feel like that was the first instrument I ever played because yeah. I would be like at McDonald's pulling my straw back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm making music. Yeah. Whoever's parents let them actually get the real instrument and get really talented at it must have had a lot of patience because yeah. that is, it's a highly annoying oh over God. time, over time, and time. I know, but, they, but I remember doing that forever and then hearing it on like, Beastie Boys Check Your Head or something on those tracks they would play and they had it on there and I'm like, Yo, that's like what I, the sound I was making from McDonald's straw. You know? It's in the Quincy Jones theme song for Austin Powers too. Too. Yes, yeah. totally. <laughs> yeah, and then as I got into Brazilian music and world music, I started noticing. Oh, that's like a real yeah. thing. And then it's crazy to hear it. Yeah, like on beat here in the in the song. I thought it was a monkey Pretty sample tight. for the longest time until I heard it. I was just like, oh, it's very co- common in Brazilian music. <laughs> yeah, they love monkeys. <laughs> it's like in trap music where they sample that crow sound yeah. on the snare drum. It's like, ka. <laughs> <laughs> um, dope. All right, so yeah, and that and like we said, that's on Higher Ground, which is his new house and tech house label, I guess. And they seem to be throwing events under that umbrella. Yeah. And you know, like you said, he's everywhere. And he's e- everywhere. Even everywhere. Goddamn with cowboy. The label. Yeah. Like, Goddamn. He's a Renaissance man right but now. But I think that comes from open format DJing, which relates back to BeatSource yeah. and kind of what we do and stuff, that he used to be Hollertronics and I would get these records that would be, you know, a B-more beat under a Motown song and uh, a trap song with an 80s beat under it, you know, and like all kinds of stuff. And I think that's where he comes from as a DJ and to see his growth into the actual music world uh, is cool, you know? Yeah, dude. I mean, like, there's no question I'd put him in, like, for me, not necessarily skill set, but just like eclectic music taste, probably top 10 DJs out yeah. there. I mean, he can play any kind of set, no matter what. That's, he's playing sets at four in the morning, he, you know, playing like after parties. Exactly. He's playing yeah. Vegas. He's playing in Brazil. It's like that guy could play, I feel like could be thrown to any situation and would just feel very comfortable. Exactly. I know if I ever hear anyone talking shit, I'm like, come on, dude. That's yeah. of all people, like he knows what's he's, up. He knows what's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. What is next? Let's head back to some hip hop with this track see if you could name that sample everybody Uh Michael Jordan coming out of the locker room Back on my bullshit. Back to back on my bullshit. Matter of fact, that was bullshit. I'm going back to back to back on my bullshit. Do it one time, they gon' think it's luck. Gotta hit him with the repeat. Do it two times, they gon' still doubt. Hey, now I got a three-peat. Gotta flood the streets till they need deep. Gotta stay woke, can't be sleep. All this fly shit don't be cheap. 
All these bad bitches that we keep round. Oh shit, we building up. Let's see what's gonna happen. Feels like let the beat build by Lil Wayne. Just keeps going. Yes. Tell her back it up. You hit three beats now. Big truck, little bitch. Call me Greek freak, big bucks, little bitch. Paid in full, little ace, little Mitch. You a Rico, little case, you snitch. Not from Chicago, but too shy to speak. Yeah, no Ask even snare yet. Move like cargo, I do fly every week. Princes in Lagos, Dubai with sheiks. Hey, where I go, new vibe the freak. Told her I'm Drago, you Apollo Creek. Damn truck got the bull in the hood. Black and red, looking like the bulls at the hood. Slang witch, buy her car. All right, that's the new a, fabulous. A, oh, fabulous. Fabulous, what up? F A B. Uh, Speaking of a guy that's kind of been quiet for a long time, it's cool. Yeah, he's been coming. He's been dropped like sprinkling Mm. these tracks. Like he, I played another one of his a few weeks ago, and it was like uh, Afrobeats vibe. He had Devito on there, really dope. It was called Choosy. Um, and Alan then, Parsons Project sample, yes, right? Alan Parsons um, Project, which yeah, wouldn't want to be like you is one of my favorite records ever from that era. So yeah. like, that's cool that uh, they're utilizing random older samples like that. And it, you know, this doesn't feel like a club record to me. It feels like more of like a state, like statement, like hype piece. I can see this like on a Nike commercial or something like that. You right. Know? I'm I'm like, yeah, he really builds too long to be like get people excited in the club. It'd have to be a big Unless edit. they know it. Like I yeah. think on some Meek Mill dreams and nightmares. Yeah. Like if people start to get to know it and it becomes one of those songs, you could drop it from the beginning and everybody'll get super hype in the yeah. club. Definitely that should be the way he opens his concert. Oh my god. <laughs> the lights yeah, like bro. going up to it. Feels like, like, a, it feels like a rocking concert. Yeah, and then everyone gets <laughs> hype. It is crazy that people are sampling so much. Like I wonder like how much that costs to use that? That's a pretty iconic song. It I is. Mean. And, you know, like, then there's also uh, interpolations, which people are doing, where they just kind of remake it and pay yeah. the, ma- the ma- master, small master fee to do that versus that's just a, that's that's, a straight usage yeah. of sample. I mean, I, I guess that could be redone. Oh, for sure. You know, uh, That could have easily been redone, but that sounds right. like the original song. And I think if it was redone, it would not have keep, it wouldn't right. keep the same vibe. Because I just heard this Purple Disco Machine song, and I'm like, I can't believe they sampled. It was some classic song. And then I talked to someone like, no, they redid it. I, I heard, you know, and they redid it so perfectly that yeah. it sounds like the sample. Yeah, you essentially just don't get publishing on the record, but you get right. you just pay this like $150 or whatever to yeah. get the master on it. Which but is- at least... It could help you blow up and get yeah, shows and, you know, go to the next totally. level, make songs with people. Um, all right, dope. Fabulous. Okay, let's see. What's next? What's next on the 20 playlist? Um, let's head back to some dance music. Dom Dalla has this new song that is just, like, killing it, blowing up, uh, called San Francisco, and this is the Walker and Royce remix. The song probably speaks to your like coming up in the game. <laughs> like, there's that section in the middle where they talk about why they love San Francisco and dance music. Dude, it's yeah. I've, I have heard the original. You've heard it, it right? I've heard the original. Um, it was just cool. Cool. Yeah, this one's dope. It's like minimal. It's not predictable. Or- it's different. I wasn't expecting for as far as a Walker and Royce remix. I yeah. feel like it's not. It's it's less dirty, but it feels a little bit like less deep. I, I'm into it. I, yeah, I, I think it's really cool. Yeah, San Francisco. I mean, my gosh, like that's where 
that's where my most, you know, my career was uh, right. started and everything for the most part. I mean, more the majority of my chunk of my career where I lived. Uh, so for me, I, I use the term San Francisco all the time. So I'm glad someone's turned yeah. into a record. I but, know. And it has that section like in the middle of the song where I ended up never leaving. he talks about like moving to San Francisco and stuff, right? You know who that is talking? supposed to go out there for like a semester of college and I ended up No, who is it? Do you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's that energy on the dance floor. It's actually Justin Martin. Has, you know, That's Justin and he just pitched his vo- vocals down? I guess. I saw Dom Dalla post on Instagram and uh, he was like, little do you guys know, this is him talking about it. I recorded him talking. Yeah, man. I mean, pretty crazy. Dirty Bird Records. I mean, I, the first show I went to right when I graduated college, my buddy took me to a Dirty Bird quarterly party. He's like, yeah, check this out. This is 2011. Right. Yeah. And, you know, they were starting to make ways, not the way they are now, but like they were definitely in San Francisco, very popular. This is for Justin's first album, right. Meadows and Gardens, I think. Uh, they all live there, right? Like yeah. Clavin Stroke, Justin Martin, Christian Martin, Worthy, yep. uh, Artelan, J Flip, they all live there. So, like, it was really cool to see from like a ground level just like blow up. They were the San Francisco of the, right. the community, right? What years were you there in San Francisco? 2011 to 2000 and I think 17 or 18. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they've blown up from there and the, they have the Dirty Bird uh, camp out. They do everywhere. Right. It's, it's it's everywhere. But yeah, like Justin Martin's, a lot of them still live there. So it's 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 cool to see them. Let's see that. Hear the little fact. Yes. I'm in that. Yeah. Isn't yeah, that cool? Really I didn't cool. Re- I didn't realize that. I saw him post it. I was like, oh yeah. shit, that's crazy. All right. Cool. Well, um, that is amazing. Those were from the 20. I hope you guys enjoyed it. So much new, like really good new music coming out. Can't wait to hear what is on next week on the 20 playlist. Go check out the whole thing on the website. Like I said, beatsource.com. There's 15 more on there. We only 15. went over five of them. Okay. You know? We only went over five guys. You got to peep the rest. Um, so that is it. And that was the 20 with DJ spider. That's right. We got our professional drops out here. Yeah, okay. I need some professional drops, man. <laughs> I got you. Okay. Every I time I hear the little John one, I'm just so jealous. Oh. DJ Spider. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I can get oh, you one. I'm official. Got to hit up John. I don't know who the girl is on the the. Would you call him John, Jonathan, for you in person? <laughs> <laughs> I call him. How's uh, like to be addressed, Mister Little, Mister Little. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just John. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing we discussed was, um, and I thought it'd be a cool addition to this show, is like to talk about songs that got you either into DJing, into just music period, or into dance music scene, or something like that. And you mentioned that there was a song that a specific song that got you into dance music, right? Yeah, and I was listening to things here and there, but then one really struck a chord with me to be like, oh my god, I want to, I want to play this out on you know on a dj you know right was this uh and he was my idol uh you know getting into music dance music was treasure fingers uh, yeah shout out to aj one of the nicest dudes in the business yeah um and was like that too like i booked him at my college and he like just be like i kept in touch gave him my first ep he was just always very friendly and that's like the kind of people i you you hope to meet in the business for sure like trying to get into it so yeah he did a remix official remix of walking on the dream by empower the sun already a classic favorite record of mine ever yeah there's no question but then the remix is just like I played it last weekend elsewhere in New York because I'm just like I want to. Pl- pl- I've played it almost like probably eighty percent of my sets over the years because it's just like I it's ended so, good. so fun and people always have a blast to it, you know. And it has to be at least ten years old, yeah. But it holds up and also mixes with a lot of the 
feel good house of now yeah, you know what i mean totally. of the boston buns and yeah, like stuff totally. like that you know like I'll, I'll play a little bit of it yeah synth too so oh, funky so That's sick <laughs> yeah um you know usually you don't in the remixes add a whole new part that sticks in your head like the musical part but it really does this adds something so different because like the original song is so like per, like in a perfect way very basic yes and, like stripped down because so. of his vocals it matches it perfectly yeah but this does it too in a different way yeah right? and so i feel like it's kind of just a more amped up version Oh yeah, dude. Put a smile on my face. Yeah, every time I hear it, dude. <laughs> that's that's what that's that's what's crazy. Like you know, you like like a record really like marked your soul, I guess. Through yeah, going through the journey when you're just like you hear that a thousand times, and I still get the same feeling. Right. And yeah, no, I was basically I was studying abroad in Rome in my what, my sophomore year, or uh-huh. junior year, junior year fall. I was already getting into like ableton and like mashups and just learning how to use ableton that way but hadn't really like dj'd or anything like that yeah second week of uh the semester we go to this open bar we get like pretty pretty drunk and like go over to the dj and i'm like i want a dj here i want a job here like can you oh, help yeah. me out and then like the the guy at the front like the manager was like you know like get, i'll give you monday nights like just bring right. a lot of americans and i wake up and this was wait i'm gonna go back for yeah. a second because you had told me part of this before yeah. but this you were up studying abroad like you said yeah and uh, you were just like i want to be a dj yeah just drunkenly i thought it was the cool <laughs> i mean i was already like where were in, you in, i was in i was in rome at this place called enema okay. it's a two-story uh lounge and i just like went up to him started monday night and you know mon- mon- he gave me monday night and and then i woke up the next day just like oh my god what the fuck did i just do i have no <laughs> idea how to dj or anything did it on the a and b thing on ableton but this was one of those records that like what like i heard that week from my buddy that we met from he went to a different school right we were showing records and i was like what is all this like new disco stuff i was like that was it blew open my mind you know for me it was like that and so was you had just discovered this track and had your first dj yeah set. yeah so, so of course it's kind of tattooed yeah, into oh your my gosh psyche. tattooed in my brain dude <laughs> that's so, so yeah no so that for me i mean i'm sure you've got i mean you, you know You've been in it a lot longer than me, so I'm sure there's different moments where you got invigorated by a record to like, oh you know, yeah, to DJ different kinds of music. But was there something that you know initially when you started that got you really excited? Yes, yeah. uh, I mean so much stuff. But yeah. I mean, when I first started DJing, I was really into drum and bass music and nice. jungle music. So and scratching. So I mean, I just remember trying to figure out how to mix these jungle records into each other. So we had. Um, uh, I think it was DJ Zinc or something, Super Sharp Shooter, and these like DJ Hype and Ganja Crew. And like we just had a few records that were drum and bass and just trying to figure out how to mix them in these long mixes yeah. into each other. And uh, but I think one of my first records was um, Shy Fex. Um, uh, well, there was this original Nutta record, and then I got to remember what was the other one. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Jungle and drum and bass are definitely having a massive comeback in the UK right now with the youth. So I imagine there's going to be like a disclosure of that genre that brings it into a more mainstream focus, which would be cool. It's crazy how yeah. much I see drum and bass coming back now, you yeah. know? And Shyfex is like still doing stuff. I mean, he has rudimental, new- Goldie, like oh. all those guys are just still like crushing, dude. So, so good. Yeah, yeah. original Nutta. That, yeah, that like. 
I mean, there's, you know, that, that kind of stuff inspired me in the beginning, but also scratching. And I mean, I just had two DJ rectangle records and I would just use them back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, you know, scratch over it, use to practice with my left, practice with my right. And, you know, I wanted to be able to perform as a DJ. I was in a hip hop group and I wanted to be able to be back there and have my little solos, you know. Whoa, whoa, tell me more about this hip hop group, my guy. (laughs) I I used to be in a group called Movement. It's like M-O-V-E period M-E-A-N-T if you look it up. Uh, I'm sure we got a lot of stuff on YouTube and all that (laughs) still. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it was I wanted to be like uh, DJ Premier, Babu, yeah. in, in Dilated Peoples. Like I would make every chorus a scratch chorus. And um, my boy Just Beats, shout to him. He helped. He made the intro to this show actually, and uh, he l- would make the beats. We had a rapper, and you know, I just pictured we would tour around like that kind Sweet. of world. You know, so that was my. I've been through a lot of evolutions as a DJ, you know, from having a record label to recording a lot of rappers to being in my own group to, you know, so many different things. Well, what do you like to play now, given that you obviously have certain things you have to stick to in certain sets but like what what gets you excited now to play Um, records i mean if i can just play a very eclectic set it's fun you know so like like when i got to do the do-over i think last year like i played everything you know very hip-hop based but like i'm playing everything really open format if i can be with a crowd yeah that's like really open format and just sticks with me no matter what i do so then i head into a dance hall set and then i get into some old school motown stuff and then i play crazy edits i make and I like mi- mixing genres, making edits, you know, taking old and putting it with new um, and just, you know, that kind of thing. And just a crowd that appreciates DJing, technical stuff like that, you know. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's, I mean, and it, I find that people's ADD makes it harder and harder to do that. But, the, you right. know, it's, but there are those people that really appreciate it still. I know. Well, it's funny. I've always like a comment that people have said to me is oh you know you're mixing too fast or something once in a while or you you mix the record so fast and then i did a gig recently and they're like um yeah can you mix the records faster i'm like yo no one's ever said that to me that's never been a complaint you know but i think it was a very like hip-hop spot and they only wanted the choruses of the The, song every 30 seconds out of the first chorus get like go on to the next one exactly it's like no flex zone oh i don't got no type boom diplo's really good at that he's really good at like the the vegas 30 second it's that vegas thing you know like that's what you have to do you know so let me go back to um when you were saying it was your first gig and you did the a b thing on ableton like something i've learned from doing this podcast for a few weeks now or a month is that everyone has a crazy first dj setup either at their first gig or at home yeah. like spider tech was using literal cassette tapes and holding on to the middle oh, section anxiety and, you know miles set. beard was using uh windows media player mixed with itunes and then putting them you know and everybody wow. and you mentioned vaguely like about ableton but so what was that yeah you i'm not as in. old as those guys that be doing that <laughs> so i don't have as cool of a story right well from, everyone's all over i mean yeah. I, you know there's totally yeah. it but, just like i was just yeah like i you know, I I had I had my like I recently got at that time a uh, interface recording interface because okay. I was still like I had a guitar at home so I was messing around with stuff yeah so I brought it out with me and I used that as a sound card into this club oh got it okay. and so then yeah I was just literally would have to pre-record a entire set because I'd have to put all the songs in here make sure they're all work properly yeah. and then I would just go to one and then I'd like wrote down the times I should go over to the next song I mean when I was first starting out like that it, it wasn't planning on DJing I was had to come up with right. something in a week and figure out how to do something in a week so I literally had like alright at this 
this time I should go over to the like, and I'm using my mouse just to like go over to the other to the B side, right, right. back to the A side. So what? Because you would look for a break in the song that would be a good. I mix? just knew. I just like had these notes of like this is a good time to mix into this one. And, yeah, uh, not mixing key whatsoever. Just right. just figuring it all out. But it was you know it worked and people had a good time. Especially thank God Ableton's time. You know that for me that stage of my career. Uh, it's all sunk together, so it's not right. like I'm really. It's not much I can fuck up. Right, it was already warped, and yeah, then you exactly. just started. Yeah, you what you doing that clip mode, and then just... dude, yeah, clip mode, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> it worked, dude. And then I then I got back to the states after that uh, spring. Right, and then I got into I got. But you weren't Viceroy at that time, right? It was DJ Philistine is what DJ I started Philistine. out of that and had a mashup career. So I'd like kind of like White Panda vibes and oh, okay. tour fraternities and schools and play in New York and. Yeah, then but then when I got home, I got turntables with Serato controls and all that stuff. I skipped the whole actual vinyl record part, right? Um, but you know, I still wish I learned how to actually DJ like with vinyl. I mean, it seems like a, it's like now it seems just like oh, I'm so used to my USBs and everything like that to go right. to go try to do a whole like vinyl like vinyl crate set. That seems almost impossible. I to think me. you could do it though. I, could I do mean, it. you know the principles of I do. I mean, when you mix on CDJs, totally, you're, you're starting it at the point. There's a blind. It. There's a blind spot though that you don't have when you have you know digital screens and everything like that. There's a bl- blind point that I think would be really fun to figure out. I could get it probably pretty quickly, but to be really a good master of that and yeah. be able to like jump around and like know where your records are and the certain yeah. points and having to carry the exact amount of records with you. That part is like, I don't know how I'd prepare for that totally. Cause, right. I mean, if you have to play all, all around, how do you even prepare for something like that? I know. Well, there was no mixed in key and you had to know your records so, so well. Yeah. And you'd know that, oh, this drum fill is like, doom, do, 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 do. you know, or yeah. like this one goes like, do, do, doom, you know, and then this totally. song starts with this short break. So you should bring it, it's only a two bar break. So, mixing at the end two bars of the other record and you have no going back or anything. Right. So, so would you say though, like it's like just like a comedian has a set for his tour, like would you say that people were a little bit more finite about their the songs for a while that they would play? Me like, I'm gonna play I'm playing these records for like the next month, or would it be constantly switching to new things? I mean, you're it was constantly switching yeah. just like now, you know, you just have to make it work. Yeah. But but yes, you get you get into your sets, yeah. but um that you have that you know works and I remember yeah. I'd be like okay this Michael Jackson goes into this Missy song goes into this thing and I'd have yeah. them in my crate right. you know yeah, stacked exactly. together yeah. and I'd know that it goes yeah. but I'd get sick of it just like in any other DJ right, set and I want to switch it up or I'd think of other ideas of and um, I don't know there's something about like you said the blind spot thing in a way like when you have nothing to look at and you have to rely on your ears, your ears become like super power. Like yeah. it gets even more, you know yeah. what I mean? It's as if you're in like a dark room and you can only hear something. So yeah. you have to focus on that. Yeah. You get better at hearing it and mixing it together and, and the DJ. And I would do those Serato. Like I would like turn, like just at home and I'd be practicing it. I yeah. also be like, you know, put down the screen, like, uh, yeah, display, I do that still. And I would just like listen to it because it is important, like, finding out well, which one, okay, one is faster than the other, which one is it, and what do I have to do there for, you know, pulling yeah. down tempo. Yeah. So for me, it's, yeah, the, it's shout out to like straight up, like, just like OG, all still play only vinyl. That's, that's, uh, Right, That's and awesome. it's coming back. I mean, it's like I'm people sure. doing oh, all yeah. vinyl tours or oh, forty five. You know, forty fives actually. I think, yeah, are making Jeff's the doing biggest. a tour right now. Right, who's he with? He's touring with. Uh, I mean, he had a lot. He had DJ Scratch and Scratch Bastard yeah. and um, this guy. Um, I think Coco or something God, from. I feel Japan. like he's on tour now. I can't remember who it's with. It's not like Premiere. It's like somebody else. But I think it was DJ Scratch. DJ Scratch. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, from EPMD. I mean, he's a master yeah. brand 
grandmaster, you know, amazing. Um, dope. And then, so as far as the Viceroy project, um, you came back after being DJ Philistine. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Dude. And then you just... Um, decided i want to like have a more music-based project and just started a whole new production yeah alias. and funny enough it wasn't even that music-based because i was I was cutting up disco samples and making okay. like kind of french house stuff so like so, in a way it was more musical because i was like creating a new piece of music from something that's old but yeah. it's still not me sitting out there slapping the bass or playing keys or something so right so it was a, it was a nice step though a good yeah. stepping stone to learn other kind of production yeah so yeah, I did that and then put an EP out with a small French label my senior year spring before I graduated. And there were some really cool people on that label. Uh, these guys like Zimmer and Cartel and Darius and uh, who are now on um, Roach Music and, you know, have like French Kiwi juice and they're just like crushing it in the, the like the, that world right now. So good. Yeah, it's I really good music. Stuff. So, yeah. you know. And it's all over the place from like almost hip hop beats yeah. to disco yeah i just feel like they're just songs. doing really cool stuff it's just like dope music yeah i don't even know how to classify yeah, it it's totally like it's definitely all, all of it's a little funky all of it's a little, little bit soulful but yeah uh so i started there and then you know i got my first gig like pretty much because you know hype machine spotify was not spotify sorry uh hype machine soundcloud yeah made it really easy to kind of get exposure at that time really yeah, quickly for sure. uh before spotify came out so for me i was first gig was right out of college and your first June gig was July. here in los angeles yeah it was a, it was the uh uh standard downtown rooftop oh amazing. uh my close friend uh ian from bixel boys booked me and we're still homies was in his wedding so Tight. kept a lot of friends from that that first show oh so. yeah they made some dope remixes i still play that um seal remix oh they did. dude yeah it's <laughs> classic they're actually coming out of retirement December seventh, so it's like at midnight's my birthday it's in San Francisco at like oh. my favorite club audio. We're gonna they're gonna come and play with me for my birthday. Come up from us. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm playing at the sister club, uh, Love and Propaganda this week. Shout out, uh, Chris and Peter Dukakis. Yeah, what up? You know, I'm known as the third Dukakis. Basically, you blend two of them <laughs> together. I'm the third one. So they're oh, amazing. amazing. They're some of the best. It's good when you meet like good promoters like that. Are just like, they're the good best. people. They're they're some of the best yeah. club people in the world. Yeah. I mean, in San Francisco, definitely top yeah. notch yeah. audio and Love Propaganda. Uh, love and propaganda are so dope yeah um that's amazing so you guys are all playing there on december yeah 7th? yeah exactly so it's 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 cool like especially get to play i think i have to enjoy, enjoy more it's like it's not yeah. about like it can it's not always about the money or like how big the stage is or the yeah. festival look like i'll i will take any day playing with like a few of my best friends just a bunch of records like in a really like dope so small fun. club like that where everyone's just there to ha vibe and dance it's not about looking at me all the whole time it's like just go have fun and be part of the music and right that's the kind of stuff that really gets me most excited and the fact that they're quote-unquote retired yeah um, they're coming out though they're coming like out. yeah but it makes it like <laughs> it doesn't even matter they can do whatever they want yeah, exactly, right because yeah. they can retire again december yeah, 8th. exactly <laughs> yeah they're retired at 3 3 a.m on december 8th <laughs> <laughs> they're back into retirement yeah. and he's he has he's doing a lot of crazy stuff right like um yeah uh, he's advertising he's, he's, he's an art director for network which is like oh, crushing man. right now killing it yeah and rob is a a and r at like heroic slash bit bird which is oh uh, okay San Holo's like company, yeah. so they're both doing stuff in in the, I guess entertainment space like right. music stuff. But yeah, they're both doing their thing. Yeah, yeah. Network is um like a QVC mixed with Supreme, like yeah, streetwear mixed with selling online. Uh, yeah, right they'll and, they'll do stuff where like they'll take two an artist and like or like some sort of kind of entertainer and yeah. a a brand that 
kind of is cool to pair them with that kind of makes sense for what they're doing and right. do like a hundred limited edition prints of it or like it's a t-shirt release right like ben baller will release like a golden money counter and there's yeah a hundred of them and, there's, to... and it's with some company that like ma- like that makes sense that makes it for them so it's it's cool right They're networks doing some really cool it's like fast fashion it's really cool yeah stuff. and jamie iovine i think is one of the people behind it yeah uh-huh and uh drake's investor lebron's an investor it's right cool. aaron levant so mm-hmm. a lot of cool people shout to everybody shout to ben baller he has a dope podcast too so um all right that's cool i didn't know i had no idea that they were working there so yeah so as far as the Viceroy project, like it's a very specific sound, right? Um, like you said, you started off chopping up disco samples and that was how you started, but then it's evolved into this, I don't know, what do you call it? Tropical, mixed yeah, with I think, funky, I think one morning it became disco. a little, it kind of came pre-tropical house. It kind of was yeah. the footprint printing for that. Yeah, like, you were before that was a, I mean, yeah, before there my, was a Kygo or anything. Yeah, so like that was kind of my like brand was this summertime all time floral guy and my music <laughs> kind of related to that. Then Kygo and all of them came around kind of really made a sound around that kind of genre. Uh, but then I, there was also just a lot of like disco inspiration. And I think today if you go to my sets, it's like what I like try to play the most is just like fun disco house, disco records. Right. Um, it's just what excites me the most, I think, to play. And, I and, know. and you have those remix packs. Um, what's the series the Jet called? Life, Jet Life remixes. There's about 10 of them. It was really cool. It's like basically, you know, taking songs that no one should ever touch because they're fucking yeah. classics. And then right. just taking and, you know, putting a, a whole new twist onto it. And most yeah. of it was like fun, like new disco-y, tropical, or disco-esque right. stuff to it. And they did really well for me. Like that, Oh, they're was, great. I have them in my computer. I play them all the time. Like, it's so many different environments. That's, yeah, I think that's the thing. I was getting my, my, my sound out into the, you know, different worlds of DJing. Yeah. You know, like, I saw Laid Back Luke played it on, like, a he- like a headline set, like, one of his first songs. Wow. So just drop that, and I someone sent a video, and I was just like, that's so cool that he's yeah. playing that at a festival, because it's not the thing. I would never play that as, like, at a stage slot time that he had <laughs> right but it's probably because you made it so you, you hear it a different way but I to do. him he's like i'm gonna make this work you yeah know? and and it's dope i mean you you really merged your own sound with these like mainstream tracks that could even be considered i don't know cheesy or whatever but yeah. you turned them into these cool songs and there's something a little cheesy about them that makes them like fun and like but carefree fun, exactly yeah. cheesy in a fun yeah, good way exactly where, like when i play them people are like wait what is this yeah, i know this it's like but so this is opposite like going like going like going back to cali and then it's just this like tropical jimmy buffett vibe under it and you're just like what the fuck but it works for some reason yeah exactly <laughs> that's dope and yeah. you have like you make um play or a playlist on spotify that you have called jams not bangers yeah and i, I just updated today i tried ah. i'm sometimes i'm so bad about it it's like it's not that hard to update it just put those songs in there and like stuff you like but sometimes like, i'm trying to do it every week now get better right. about it. but yeah i know it's been it's grown a fan base for a while it's called jams not bangers okay it can be anything like i think this week i got superman by goldfinger in there but then i have a bunch of new stuff in there too like it, it ranges completely it's like well this week i'm feeling a bunch of like 90s punk records or yeah you know you know it just changes every week so it's not necessarily always it this most times mix of like new stuff coming out uh my buddy lay just put out an ep you know things like that but i mean it's just supposed to be fun music does yeah. it's like do you no. update it um i mean do you 
take the old songs out and then put new ones yeah each yeah like i mean i'll keep about 40 records in there in total so whatever so there's the, no like, archive the, there's no ar- i had it where it was like 900 songs at one point <laughs> and then some old manager told me like uh spotify really will like give you support if you have something more like 40 and i so regret like doing that because i was that wasn't true <laughs> it's not like they really support edit like a uh, user-based right. playlist so i was a uh, bad manager advice situation <laughs> back then, but you know what? Like it is. It, it after a while, I was like, I do need to just keep this like fresh. I mean, there's something about it. I like both. I like yeah. having the big, huge playlist, but I like being able to see that it's updated every week. Yeah, and then it could be cool to have an archive thing. You know, I that know. people could go back. It's gone to. though. It's I gone. <laughs> well, keep it going from now. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll peep that after you guys peep the twenty playlist. You can peep uh, jams. It's not the second be- best playlist on this podcast. <laughs> second <Yeah>. best, <laughs> um, dope. And do you have any residencies? You mentioned you had something in New York that you yeah, been doing all I just year. played. I did it elsewhere. It's an amazing venue with a rooftop downstairs. Nice. Kind of a uh, you know mix of art. It's it's cool. It's not just like a, it's not like a club. It's you yeah. know it's a venue space, and they also have like art installations and do just really awesome things like that that you wouldn't have got like an output which doesn't exist anymore right yeah so uh the it's very eclectic right so i had a residency this year three shows and then i just uh confirmed another three shows next year to have a residency two on the roof and one inside and the roof is where it's at it's like 500 cap it's gorgeous right in brooklyn oh wow oh it's amazing so dope yeah nice all right, so go check that. So you yeah. have another residency yeah. next year. Yeah, next year there. Um, I'm j- I have I'm finishing up my one at Audio in San Francisco this year. I've done for two years with them. Um, in DC, I'm doing some stuff for residency. So yeah, like I I try to like you know make sure I get back to some of my favorite markets as much as possible. Yeah. All right. So 2020, go to elsewhere. Peep Viceroy. How crazy is that? The year 2020. Dude, <laughs> I'm gonna have some serious 2020 vision, 2020 hindsight this year. 20, actually, what am I doing the last ten years of my life? <laughs> I know everyone's been posting like what that happened this, what they did this yeah. decade. I'm yeah. like, yo, I'm gonna do it next decade. Yeah. Okay, so I'll hit you in 2030. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it goes with this podcast though. The 20 going yeah. into 2020. Yeah. It's all 20 is a magic number here. So, but that's insane. I just can't believe it. I know it's like it's the real up. future. <laughs> it's crazy and what do you so you have your music production you get your dj gigs you'd go to perform as viceroy and then you also have a management company where you rep and help yeah i think i was just i moved down here two years ago and i think when i came down here there was just a little bit of a in a weird way not to say culture shock but yeah. i i'd been so f- removed in san francisco from the actual music business yeah um most of my friends have left it that's at cer- some certain point to come down here right so when i came down here i realized there's just so many other things i could be doing yeah um and, and you know i've find myself to be more of a business person than I am a musician, to be honest. And so for me, it's like, well, what could I get involved in? And uh, I was just like, I looked at music supervision and a lot of different things and still like try, I was trying to figure out what I'd like. And, you know, a lot of people said you should get into management. Like, you know, you're not, some artists are very much like an artist and, you know, they don't want to have to deal with the business side of stuff where I'm just like so obsessed with the business side of things. So for me, that's what like made sense. And I was like, well, there's a lot of managers out there, a lot of shitty managers too. There's good ones as well, but it's like a lot of rotten apples and I've had to deal with some too. So right. for me, it was trying to figure out, well, what would make me different? You know? Yeah. Uh, how could I try to make the experience with the artist relation to be a little, yeah. What you've be learned. Yeah. And so, experience. um, I just realized that like not doing, after doing research, like 99% of managers have never been in the, musicians shoes it's right. not like it's not like mba where like coaches 
uh, were players back in the day. It's like, yeah. and there's a little bit more respect going on there. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I just ended up realizing that would be the brand. And so I started, it's called Kinfolk and it's managed with an artist perspective. And Dope. Um, it's been a year t- this, this month and it's been a really like awesome ride to be doing something very different being like, you know, it's like, you know, being someone else is like helping essentially, you know, artists that are like, you know, trying to really start their careers up um, and kind of help develop them. And it's not overnight, you know, there's a lot of things that have to happen. So for me, it's been over the year, it's been a lot, you know, my, my stress levels have been way higher, but it's been really rewarding yeah. to kind of, you know, uh, juggle a bunch of different things and helps me prioritize my time. And I'm getting to work with artists that are just really passionate about nice. their careers and at least I feel like I'm representing them in a different way than maybe say like a manager that hasn't been in their shoes. And again, not to say that there's a million great managers out there that have never been an artist, but I think there is something to say about knowing what it's like to, you know, that journey. Yeah. I mean, you, you have, um, priceless experience, I think, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. By going through all that stuff and then now trying to bring it to help out, you know, your clients. How many people do you have on the roster? I have three. Um, I have this band, 7715. Um, This uh, writer, producer, Emanate, also goes by Brandon Burnett. Um, And then this girl named Femme. So it's, it's, they're all doing their own different things and none of them are in dance music. Uh, So for me, that's been really kind of a nice sigh relief because I just don't even know what I would tell most DJs that are trying to like get in. It's just a very diluted and uh, like world right now. So for me, I wanted to find stuff that would kind of separate me from my job and my career to as Viceroy and do something a little bit different, which is, it's not so far off. It's just a different, just different genres. Right. So, so would you like, so like you said, you don't know what you would tell to someone in dance music. Like, is there any advice you have for DJs or producers coming yeah, up trying to get into it? Yeah, and it's not that I don't have things to say. It's just that the, it, the, comparably, and it's, it's happening in rap right now too. It's like they're like, yeah. you know, it, things are getting so diluted. So the way people get found out, like, you know, explode these days. Sometimes it seems to be a lot of viral stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to stand out. But, you know, there's a lot of little and young rappers out there. I just think, so, you know, maybe if you stop <laughs> doing that and just make, pick a different name, you might stand out a little bit more. Yeah. But for d- DJs, it's just, you know, it's always, and it's it's with any artist it's like and that's what I like about the ones I work with they have yeah. their own identity yes. I'm not having to help make that for them yeah I feel like if that's what you have if that's your job and that's what you're, you have to do then you're not they're not you're on the right place for it it's this supposed right. to be their vision right and yeah. just help steer that ship mm-hmm. so they have that in their music and um you know which is nice like some of them ask me to help like like give opinions on tracks and things like that. That's a unique situation. I think that a lot of managers probably wouldn't be in. Yeah, uh, and even got to produce on some records for them. So for for them, it's like for them and for any other artist, whether it's you know rappers or DJs. I think just be very true to yourself. You, you know, there's no problem with kind of seeing what's popular, mm-hmm. and but I think don't fully emulate it. You can use borrow ideas from it to make your own because if you're just trying to emulate it, you're way too late. If it's already the popular music that's out yeah. there, it's like you're too you're way far behind. So just do yourself. I've always found like just being myself has always led me to be gonna be nine years in February so that I've been doing Viceroy professionally. Mm-hmm. And I've just like kind of just done my th- own thing. Yeah. 
That's good advice, yeah. I think. Yeah. You and always as an artist, um, you're gonna imitate something. Yeah. And I think it's good to do that. It's like tracing and learning, yeah. and then you start to don't really be a fool like going to yourself. ambulance chaser, but you can yeah. you know you can get some ideas from these artists and be like, well, how can I make that on my own? Right. So, was there like a moment as Viceroy that you felt was like a life changing or gig or like um, a gig or a a song you got to produce or a remix like that? you felt was, um, you know, changed or, oh, man, I really made it to the next level? Yeah, I mean, gosh, it's tough to say. Um, I have one I'll speak about, but it's not I'm not so proud of it anymore due to his behavior. Um, I did a remix for the official remix of the Ignition remix where I got, like, I'm the only person in, like, really? set, yeah, I have, like, it's on, it's on, like Spotify did really well for me. They gave me the stems. It's like five years ago. Wow. I have a CD with all those stems from the Ignition remix. And that's and crazy. Why five years ago did they decide to remix? I was because my Jet Life stuff. So it got oh. so much popularity. I would start reaching out to labels and we basically would just do like, hey, like just you get this official stems. This yeah. From Nelly Rye with me. And Nelly Rye with me was a big one too, which was really cool because I get all like the multi tracks from Nelly. And it was just like this like studio computer was taken out of in like Jersey. And you just hear him just like burping, drinking 40s and like smoking blunts and shit like that. Like, like right before he sings a really wow. famous part of the song. Same thing with R. Kelly. That's so it was amazing. like cool. It's like, yeah, like, unfortunately, he's a, you know, you know, he's a scumbag. But like, that was a moment for me at the time where it's like, wow, like, I only with even Nelly Rye with me, like, I'm one of the few people that have this in the world. And, yeah. you know, not mean, mean a lot to a lot of people. But it's like, yeah, I grew up on this. No, it's amazing. And your remix yeah. is amazing. And then the original production, shout to J.E. in St. Louis. Uh, <laughs> he's the man. St. Louis. Yeah, I've been to his studio. It's so ill. Like, he, his whole house is just, like, the all vintage, insane oh, awesome. things. Like, he has, like... This, like synths that like run off like bubbling water. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> he has the weirdest <laughs> things ever. Like, that sounds like a bong or bubbler. I mean, maybe it was. <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember much. But no, he he's the man. That's so cool. That's amazing. I yes, R. Kelly obviously now is shunned from yeah. the earth. And it was funny on the last podcast we had White Shadow on, and we're recording in his studio right now. Thank you, White yeah, Shadow. Yeah, shout out. Um, and he's done a lot of stuff with Lady Gaga, and he actually. We didn't talk about it. I want to have a part two with him, but he got Lady Gaga and R. Kelly together for their song that came out. And really? I, think he I remember was, that. She performed at like the v yeah. something, some big award show. I think he connected them. And I also think he was R. Kelly's DJ for a long time. Damn. Um, at least on tour for at least a year or two, he was telling me. Um, Sounds and like a head case to have to work with. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he didn't have, I didn't hear any stories. The Gaga and, and him sounds like Gaga was probably, she seems like a sweetheart. Like, you know, it's like. Yeah, seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's funny, he's got some stuff in the studio. I don't know if you guys, you can't see it, but uh, he he produced, I guess, Applause. Yeah, that's what we walked I in. Did a, I did an official remix of Applause. I have the picture disc, and it's me, Purity Ring, and Empire of the Sun did the remixes for it. That's crazy. That's a cool one. I mean, like, Super hell, cool. like, at least I have something. If I ran to Gaga at a party, I could, like, say, I have something to say to her. Right. I'm not going to be like, I love your shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, like, like, actually, like, Yo, I remixed your song. Yeah, I got a picture disc. My, I got a picture of your face on a disc at my house. <laughs> and you remixed it with the group that is one of your favorite know, dance records dude. ever. I know. So, so I got something to say to something to Empire of the Sun, too. Exactly. Exactly. That's crazy how everything just always comes back around exactly. somehow. Yeah. You know, like you wouldn't know you'd be sitting doing a podcast here, you know, looking at this lovely couch. <laughs> it's an amazing couch. 
that's connected to Lady Gaga yeah. in your remix. Yeah. Um, that's so cool. That's a great story. Um, all right. Well, um, is there any, um, like, what do you have coming up that uh, people should look out for? Or? Oh, man. I'm just working on some new tunes. You know, I'm winding down the year. Right. Um, so I only got a few more gigs, and then I'm just kind of, you know, figuring out what I want to do for music and releasing. I'm working a bunch this weekend on some new yeah. stuff and trying to kind of invigorate the sound and do something a little different. Nice. So... Yeah, uh, I honestly, I just just stay tuned. You yeah, I know it's gonna come soon, but like I, I don't have a lot of answers on the new music. I just had a mixtape come out this summer and a bunch of records like uh, this over the last year. Yeah, but I'm just trying to figure out what I do next. So yeah. I'm in that in that next kind of zone of what do I right? What do I t- tackle next? Um, and another thing you had told me before, but we didn't get it recorded. I want, I want I'd love if you could sure. tell them about it. Was like we we're talking about today it's raining in LA and it's all crazy and like we've traveled I mean you've traveled the world DJing right mm-hmm. you've been so all over the place and um weather plays a big factor in some of the <laughs> <laughs> gigs and uh, you told me a funny story about like something like you where were you Brazil or something or uh, oh it's Mexico Mexico a, that's what it was I was in Mexico for a hello fast really dope festival yeah um, unfortunately it you know it was it was a sold out festival about 30 40 thousand people for the day really eclectic because you'd have everything from like asap rocky which was right when he got out and it was the first time he's ever played in mexico this is his last summer oh uh, this was this summer, summer like, yeah 2019 yeah like he just got out at, like oh wow that festival oh my god so uh, and now they're talking about him in the impeachment hearings this morning no yes. way people is are... trump trying to get like support from like 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 other communities no now? they had like the ukraine <laughs> Got, like ambassador and he's talking to, yeah and they're like what what did you speak about with the president and he's like i think we just talked about asap rocky the whole time i'm like what world are was we there anybody in? laughing in the audience because i would have lost i it. mean twitter was going crazy yeah, oh my gosh twitter always goes crazy with him yeah and so uh, so that was cool no it was that so it was kaigo jay balvin like it was just a really cool mix of artists that were playing it it was all one day i love those one day festivals we just get like a good eclectic mix yeah so it happened to just be shitting outside. It was <laughs> it was absolutely like horrific weather. Wow. And so I go to go play and you know, again I had a really good time at the festival, but like it was pouring. And so if anyone was gonna be going outside to see music, yeah, it was of course against the guy I was playing against, Jay Balvin. <laughs> <laughs> so Oh my god. That In was Mexico. So yeah, I mean like I, yeah, so I had a good time though. I mean, regardless, I had a really good time, you know, that stuff doesn't really bother me too much. Yeah. I um, but it was just like I I think I was. So did you play doomed. to nobody? I've almost nobody. Yeah, <laughs> basically like thirty people. That's um, crazy. and then Jay Balvin's was like everyone was just stacked there, like probably right. like twenty nine thousand nine hundred and fifty people at <laughs> Jay Balvin. What are you supposed to do at that point? I, I just have fun. I honestly, I I heard this one time from somebody. It's like, you know, even if there's five people in the crowd, which we've all played to five people before. Yes, it's like. You just act like those five people mean something. Yeah. Um, as a DJ, I think it gets you a lot farther in your career. People remember you for that. That like people are aware if the room's empty, it's like okay, like you know. But if you make the best of it and you know treat them like if there's you know a thousand people in the room, yeah, those are gonna be fans to stay with you forever. And they're just gonna, it's just like you know just, you always just got to do your job. You know, yes. put a smile on your face. And exactly. Don't be a big baby about it. I know that. I mean, I can I can understand how it upsets you, but you know you just gotta do do your thing. Don't stop. Right. I know. I was, uh, I did this, um, I do an event every year for this big company and they bring in crazy, crazy artists, like, and they never tell who's going to be there. So they have, um, 
you know, Lil Wayne and Travis Barker and Lil John and this and that and, and Skrillex and Dead Mouse and it's like just crazy. It's for their employees. And they had Dead Mouse come in and nobody knew he was gonna be there. And a lot of other stuff goes on in the room. And it would just you just reminded me of this like he came out and was playing and not everyone wasn't into it. They were doing other stuff in the room. Right. And he had like a little crowd in front of him. Yeah. But I think he was not used to that. Yeah. And he was so upset. Like he couldn't he, I think he just left like in the middle of his set, and then I had to go back I on. Surprised? It doesn't surprise me about him though. And he was playing like weird, like, like almost sounded like hip hop. I don't even know what it was. Like I think he got mad. Why did you book Dead Mouse for your corporate? It sounds like a corporate was like a holiday party. A corporate, well, like it's this big you know company and then they work with a lot of other companies so some of the other companies are like clothing lines and right. um uh make skateboards or snowboards or you know watches or whatever and i think each one of them will bring in artists so like gotcha i, I was there i think a year or two ago and it was like a track and then like odd future and like everyone comes with the brand that brings them in so it'll be the most eclectic it was like sway lee and then like um trash talk like the punk band you know it was like all over the yeah. place and then i'll dj in between and before them and just try to like hype it up for my little 15 minute set and then before and after and um but it's just it's like that you just have to even if you're djing to nobody you know just do do a good job yeah you know? don't yeah you, you don't have to be stoked about the situation but you know you're there to make people have a good time and if five people showed up you better thank your ass that at least those five people showed up yeah exactly like don't be bitter they're gonna yeah. remember that like you said so when i was in the rain i was i was sending it i was like you know, jumping around in this festival stage with smoke and stuff like that oh and my God. cryo cannons with like 20 people yeah. there it's like you can still get a video just point it at yourself no one knows what's in front yeah, of you exactly right <laughs> just right up this close it's like, oh my God, beautiful crowd. Thank I know. you. <laughs> I, I went one time, I went all the way to a club like in Connecticut. It was so far, it took forever to get there. And I show up and they're like, hey, it's raining. You're not going to go on. Just stay in the hotel room. I'm like, yo, I came all the way here. I'm still getting paid, so I'm not complaining. Yeah. But it was like, what is going on? Yeah. You're like, I'm ready. Even if nobody's there, like you said, I'm ready yeah. to just play. I've been organizing my music all day. Um, Amazing. All right, cool. Well, um, I think we're going to get out of here. Um, I is, want the, can I take this couch with me, though? You can take this. You can take half the couch. Thanks, Saw DJ it, White so, Shadow. And, <laughs> and DJ and White Shadow. Gaga. He can get another one. for this. Yeah, <laughs> come on. We can get another Gaga couch. Yeah. Um, if you guys have any, you know, questions for Viceroy, you want to learn more about him, hit him online. It's just at Viceroy. At Viceroy. On yeah. all platforms. <laughs> hit me up on there. And uh, peep his artists, peep all that stuff. Um it's been amazing having you in here. Thank you for coming into the 20 podcast. And uh, we got to have you back in for a part two. Thanks for having me, Spider. Thanks, Beat Source. It's uh, excited to be here, of course. For sure. Yeah, this rainy day. It's the perfect podcast weather. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's perfect podcast weather. Hopefully, you guys get to listen to this on a rainy day, too. It goes with our stories and all that. And uh, hit us again. Like I said, hit us with all your questions and comments. Make sure you review it online. The 20 Podcast is produced by Beat Source. Make sure to join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider. Thanks for being with us. Peace. <laughs>